This week's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Comixology. Are you tired of your favorite movies getting pushed back again and again and again and being stuck inside and not being able to do anything or go see anything fun? Check out Comixology.com. Read all the stories that all of these movies are based on and get in the know. Comixology.com. Sign up for a free Comixology Unlimited trial and you can read everything. You can read The Boys. You can read Lock and Key. You can read Batman. You can read whatever you want. Visit infamouspodcast.com slash comicsology to sign up today. Hey, welcome to this special bonus episode of the Infamous Podcast. This is Brian. I'm Disney Daryl. Disney Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were uh, you were a Hufflepuff, Daryl. No, I believe I'm either Ravenclaw or Gryffindor. I, I don't Whatever quite recall. Whatever, you're basic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you and your PSLs. That's why I thought you were Hufflepuff, because of all the PSLs. Oh, no. I'm, I, I'm pretty sure I'm not a Hufflepuff. I'll, I can just say that. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, welcome to this special uh, midweek uh, episode of the show. Daryl was in Disney World, the most magical place on earth, over the weekend. Uh, and he left on Friday, so we were not able to talk about The Mandalorian. And because The Expanse is on Wednesday this week, and the finale of The uh, the Mandalorian is on Friday of this week, we decided we're just going to pump this one out real quick so we don't have to talk about three episodes. <laughs> In the same episode yeah. and the same show, so yeah, all right, yeah, that that would be a little bit of chaos. Uh, yeah, I think chaos would be a nice way of putting that. So you know what chaos is? Um, pain leaving your body. A ladder. <laughs> yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, so uh, the believer, uh, chapter fifteen of the mandalorian uh written and directed by rick famayua famayua yeah i don't know uh anyway he did the the prison the prison episode right last last season which i really i really liked my wife that's her least favorite episode of the show yeah Um, i yeah i could tell when we were at yeah, she, she, she's none none too shy about letting us know that that's her least favorite episode. Um, I I'm I'm always a fan to see Billy Burr back. Um, I love him. I've loved him since the Opie and Anthony days in the early 2000s. So you know, I I, I do have. I'm gonna say I have a little bit of an issue with Bill in the, in this episode because he kind of went full Bill Burr. You should have left me in prison. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, let, let's just kind of hop into it. So, so Mayfeld is, uh, he's, so he's a, he's a, a Imperial sharpshooter sniper, whatever you want to call it. Right. The dude has right. no chill. How did he ever finish a mission? Yeah. Cause, cause if you're a sharpshooter, you're a sniper type person, you have to have that kind of, you know, that chill, like you said, the chill, yeah. the ability to remain quiet and still. So you have like, so I think the perfect example of this is in the Bad Batch, um, the first four episodes of the Clone Wars season seven, their sniper, his name is Crossfire. He's kind of like Deadshot in a way, mm-hmm. um, but his name is Crossfire and he is just like 
cool as the other side of the pillow to to quote Stu Scott. Um and you know, he's a badass and you know, he's cool under every situation. Like there's a point where they're they're running through the halls trying to escape and he sends the the rest of the group one way and he goes the the kind of the other way that to meet them. Um and he's like going and he's just like throwing these little mirrors up on the wall. And then, you know, they all meet up and there's this big swath of droids and just one shot takes them all out because he's bouncing the laser bolt off the mirrors. It was pretty cool. But like, you know, super cool and calm. Mayfeld is the opposite of that. He's 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 full Bill Burr. <laughs> so, I mean, that's the only well, way I can think of it. Yeah. Although I will say this in his defense and part of this episode gets at the heart of it. How much of what we've seen from the prisoner and this episode is due to what he's experienced as an Imperial sharpshooter. Oh, absolutely. I think the shell shock is there. So like, so like Cara Dune is shell shocked, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's how they right. described her character. And you know, she's starting to come out on the other side of that, but he's a hundred percent still shell shocked. And I think at the end of this episode, he's starting to come out on the other side of it for him. Right. But um, did you, so just, did you like this episode? I, I like this episode a lot and you know it was there was a lot of fun in it obviously but Bill Burr for me like drove this episode and I loved seeing him as at the forefront and getting more to his character than just like you said the Bill Burr yeah aspect right and and, you know the (laughs) one-liners and I wasn't a stormtrooper's wise ass yeah I love how he kept poking the bear with uh, Cara Dune, just like, yeah. oh, I bet you you're, you look at your sunny disposition. Uh, or, like, you'd like, be a lot of fun in here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to walk in with this dropper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. So I, I will say there's one thing I really, really disliked about this episode. They, they They are starting to make me like Boba Fett. That is funny. Like because the whole thing with 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 the the rescue and the sonic the sonic mine and uh or sonic charge whatever that thing is one well, charge pla- whatever that's I love that sound that that thing makes when it goes off. Like I kind of want to make that my ringtone, uh or not my ringtone my text tone instead of the Teen Titans you know the dee 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 dee. That's when my phone text like when I get text that's the sound that goes off. Um, I kind of want to make that one that, <laughs> but I love that sound. It's such a, <laughs> I mean, like it's so, and it's fun to do. Um, yeah. but yeah, one no, of the few, yeah, sorry. One of the ahead. few positive memories from, uh, episode two. Yeah. That was actually a really cool part of episode two. Um, so my, my other kind of nitpick is Boba had time to stop and get a, a repaint on, on the old, on the old best car. Oh, that looked that looked really clean. I, I mean, it that. was it was it was matte. It was it was. I liked it the other way. I liked the the the, the desert the battle worn scar, the, the battle scar. Yeah, I love that. I thought that was great. Um, and then he's got the black jumpsuit on underneath now. I don't know. It's. I mean, he looked good. Like let's let's not like mince words about it. But at the same time, it's like, dude, you you're, you're supposed to be trying to get Grogu. You don't have time to stop off and and pimpio Beskar. Yeah, maybe he had uh, something like in uh, Spider-Man Far From Home, kind of like a, uh, you know, one of those 
labs inside of inside. Oh the yeah, maybe he yeah. Just tossed it in. I I just imagine exhibit and the guys from um you know West Alderon Customs were in there like just <laughs> West Alder. Well, I mean they got nothing to do. Their planet got blowed up, so you know they're just hanging out in Slave One. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. But yeah, to your point, like these last couple episodes, they are really rewriting Boba Fett and what he's been in the Star in Sons of I bitches. should say the movie and TV universe. Yeah, just in the in the live action universe. Right. I mean, cuz like even like Boba as a kid in Clone Wars is is relatively capable. Um but you know, I'm glad Tamara Morrison is is back and doing it. And I loved I loved when they were trying to figure out who was going to go with Mayfield. And uh, Cardoon's like, I'll go, and they're like, Yeah, right. You're you're wanted by the ISB, uh, and then you know um, the cavalry. Too. The cavalry's like, Well, I'm wanted by the ISB too, and then they're like, well, What about you, Fett? And he goes, Ah, they might recognize my face. <laughs> I <laughs> so, love that. Line. And it's like it's so like that was such a low key thing. Like I, I almost missed it. Um, you know, like, wait, why would they? Oh, because, you know, there might be some that look like him still around, but there's not all the clones were retired at this point. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was cool. And then, um, when he was, when, okay. So Mando, so Bill, Bill Bar or Bill Bar Mayfield made a great line. He said, you know, it's all about what you can do to sleep at night. Like you get to that line and that line you cross or don't is what you will do to sleep at night. And we we learned a lot about Din Djarin, um in this episode about what what he'll do, and I think part of that was because he didn't realize he was part of a cult. Yeah. Until right. until Bo Katan was like, "Oh, you're one of them." <laughs> yeah, and and I I love the com- the two conversations, and this was the two scenes that I when I watched the second time. I rewatched it a couple times because I love it so much. Is when they're in the in the juggernaut, yeah. He says he's like everybody's got the lines they don't cross until things get messy. As far as I'm concerned, if you can make it through your day and still sleep at night, you're doing better than most. Yep. And to your point, him pointing out to Mando, hey, you think those people that died for Mandalorian, you think they all did it, you know, because they wanted to? Mm-hmm. And you know, the whole time, you know, Mando's kind of quiet because it's. It's one of those things on top of what Bo-Katan and said, he's really rethinking, having to, he's being forced to rethink everything he's been taught. Yep. Everything he's been raised on. Yep. And that is, and again, like when we were talking about it last week, as far as him still coming to grips with the idea that he is in a cult, it's not something that happens right away Mm -hmm. that you can break free. So I think, again, one of the things you said earlier is that, uh, Mayfield is trying to break his way through his own PTSD. Yeah. Just as Cara Dune kind of did earlier in the season. I think that's what's going on with uh, Mando is yeah. he's being forced to kind of break through, you know, that cloak that's been over his eyes of this is the way and, tr- and being forced to see that maybe that's not the way. Yeah. Yeah, he's trying to break on through to the other side, if you will. Um, <laughs> you know, no, you're right, and and it was interesting. Uh, one of the things I really liked is when they were on the Juggernaut and they were trying to get the uh, Rhydonium uh, to the to the Imperial base, and when when Den got up on on top to to fight off the Raiders, 
Um, did you notice his fighting style and how much he relies on the best car? Yes, I thought that was I thought that was fantastic the way the way they choreographed that um, that action because he did he did his standard you know left gauntlet block and it just shattered the plasteel of the um, of the 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 clone or the the stormtroopers armor. Yeah, I love little details that are thrown into shows that kind of exhibit how the writers are paying attention. Yeah, because like the shoulder, the shoulder. Um, pauldron got right. got destroyed as well on that same arm and you know it, it was it was really I, I don't know i thought it was really cool the way he just wasn't like invincible you know he yeah. he kind of got beat down a little bit like not that he doesn't always get beat down a little bit but like more so but he, <laughs> yeah because because when he gets back in the car after you know the you know he sees you know after that fight mm-hmm. You see how he he gingerly sits down. In oh the, yeah, he's like the passenger oh, side. Oh, my back. Oh, <laughs> I felt I hurt my I hurt, I hurt my back and my arm <laughs> and my neck. Oh, <laughs> um. But no, I I thought I thought that was a, a great touch and, and a great just kind of like callback to to you know not callback just call out to the uh, I guess what's the the reliance he puts on the best car, right. And it's one of those things that's muscle memory at this point. Oh, yeah. So it's one of those things you automatically do. I mean, muscle memory overall is a great thing, but when you rely on something and you have you have something that's not as good, it can be a you know, it can be a negative, as we saw. Yeah, and I think if he would have done it any other way, it would have been a little disappointing. You know what I mean? Right. So Yeah. Yeah, I, I uh I, I don't know. I thought I thought they did a lot of really good stuff in this in this episode personally yeah 100 percent. like not just the action but also the musical cues too are yep. are really well done i mean this i mean this series has done it throughout but for instance when mayfield says sees Boba Fett, it's like oh yeah i thought you were the other guy yeah and then then uh mando walks out and they play his you know that yeah. musical his musical wah, chime wah, wah, wah. and then you know <laughs> as we're talking about them you know, running from the pirates that are trying to set fire to the Redonium, which is very volatile. It's funny enough, like the whole scene of trying to keep a certain speed limit reminds me of, I don't know if you ever used to watch the show Ice Road Truckers. Oh yeah, it's exactly what that was. So that reminded me of that. And I that's one of those things I never thought about, you know, driving over the ice too fast mm-hmm. because, you know, it's not ice over road, it's ice over water for right. Ice Road Truckers. Yeah. They go too fast; it ends up breaking the ice. Mm-hmm. And that's what yeah, that that just put me in mind yeah. of that. I show. didn't think about that until you just said that right now. But yeah, that's absolutely that's absolutely a thing. Um, yeah, that used to be yeah. one of those reality shows I would actually watch. <laughs> Dude, did I, I? I mean, I told you I'm obsessed with Forge and Fire right now. Right. Like I want to get I, a Forge. I like I want to. I want to start doing it. <laughs> I was actually we were sitting there watching an episode while we were eating dinner. I looked at it and I was like, "How much do you think an anvil costs?" <laughs> like I don't know. Start it late in life. I don't know where I would. Dude, most of these people start it late in life. I mean, there's yeah, they, they've had true. episodes of people like, "Yeah, I started watching Forge and Fire and started forging knives," and it's like, "Yeah, I just kind of want to make a sword." You know what can I say? Um, I don't okay, think it, now you're making me. It wouldn't be very good. Me, so yeah. Now you're making me want to know how much an anvil would cost. Right? If anyone knows how much an anvil costs, Google that for me. <laughs> and message us. Um, 
but no, it's it's uh it's one of those things. But I I, I do I do want to I do want to call out like this is the, only the second episode of the season that wasn't written by John Favreau, and I do believe the entire first season was written by John Favreau. Um, see, I did, so well, I I did see that uh, Fama Yiwa did do the screenplay, I believe, for the prisoner. Yeah. Okay. So maybe he's written and directed like all of his episodes himself. But so um, it's, I just think it's kind of funny. He's done both, you know, where Mayfield has been a. Okay. So, character. no, The Prisoner, the story was by Christopher Yost, and the teleplay was by Christopher Yost and Rick Famo Yua. Okay. Um, but, and then The Gunslinger was written by Filoni, and everything else was uh, Favreau. And then this year, it was The Jedi was by Filoni. The believer by was by Rick, and then everything else was by Favreau. Uh, I'm really excited. There's not that like big two week break between the second to last, the penultimate, and the final episode. Was that last year? Yeah, they because do? of Rise of Poop Walker, poop of pooping. Uh, so, uh got it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Ne- this week is going to be a great week for us, dude. This is like. Nerd Christmas a week early. Yeah. <laughs> um, Absolutely. Hey, real quick, did you notice the background of the Ahsoka um logo is the world between worlds, Veil of the Force? No, I didn't notice that originally, and then I was watching so somebody talk about it. I noticed it about three seconds after we finished filming when I was putting together the thumbnail for for Sunday's episode. And I kicked myself because it's like, oh, so is this how they're going to get rid of the sequel trilogy? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there are people who are actually like literally believe that right now. I I don't think they're going to do that. But, um, you know, there are a lot of people like a lot of Star Wars channels that I watch who are like, yeah, you know, this season, the Mandalorian has been great. But like it's leading towards, you know, the sequel trilogy. And and it just makes me sad. Yeah, well, and and it's funny. Like I laugh at that, but and I get where they're coming from. But it's like, dude, enjoy what you're getting. There's plenty of of story to be told before it gets to that point. You know, it's like yeah. I know, I know. I rem- it reminds me of when people talk about Game of Thrones, the how Game of Thrones ended, and you know, I didn't hate season eight like some people. I mean, like loathed it like some people. I could 100% see the issues with it, and it was probably my least favorite season. No, not probably. It was my least favorite season. See, the first season of Game of Thrones was my least favorite. Yeah. But um, it, I am, so if I, when, when I rewatch Game of Thrones, because obviously will sometime down the road, I'm not going to be like, oh, man, we're going to get to season eight and this. No. I, it, I know what I have. Mm-hmm. I'm going to enjoy it. Yep. I mean, I'm not going to – you're hamstringing yourself when you're just saying, but I know what it leads to. Yeah, yeah, you can do that. You know, I'm not, not, you know, if you're, if you're thinking it along those lines, I'm just saying that's just kind of a, a weird thing to think for yeah. me, just because I know there's so much time before we get there. Absolutely. And there's so much great stuff that they can tell yep. because they're showing, they're telling it right now mm-hmm. with the Mandalorian. They're showing us all the great stuff. But, you exactly. know, and, and I think the fact that the Empire is such a force makes sense right now but um all right so back to the show meanwhile back at the show um 
you know, they make their way. They they finally get to the point where they're almost to the refinery, and and the the ties show up, and the stormtroopers are, you know, actually shooting the pirates, which was great to see them actually like hit their target for a change. And uh, <laughs> it was funny because then Mayfield's like, "So I bet you were never happy to see a stormtrooper before." Yeah, and 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 that's again another great musical, you know, beat that it's that triumphant which. You know, we're not used to in Star Wars having something triumphant being related to stormtroopers or the yeah. Empire. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, and, it was totally and cool. See, seeing them, you know, as they come pull into the refinery, seeing all the stormtroopers lined up, cheering and saluting them, and it kind of, and I like this because it give gave us a a point, a different point of view, as you know, to paraphrase Obi Wan Kenobi, in the sense of you're seeing like these. Mm-hmm these troopers are just guys and they're hanging out. They're drinking in the officer's mess. They're, you know, being weird, trying to have lunch, you know? I mean, yeah. You know, you know, they're the cannon fodder basically. Yeah. And you know, they're just guys with, you know, with their squad mates and everything like that. But then you get people like, uh, what was his name? Yeah. Valen Hess. Who are, who's the real evil. Oh yeah. You know the mask of the Galactic Empire, mm-hmm. and you know you were talking about Chill. He, not only did he play Joe Chill, but he was—I don't know if he was the original Night King or the one that we saw in season seven or eight. Oh, really? Richard Brake. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't even—I didn't even look it up. Uh, you know, I mean, I just wrote down that he played Valen Hess. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I thought that was a great scene. Um, and we got a callback to. Uh, Operation Cinder, which I think for most people is a deep cut for us, not so much um, because we both play Battlefront and I've been reading the books um, like Alphabet Squadron. There's a lot of Operation Cinder aftermath in that. Um, and the fact that they failed to stop the first round, but like Alphabet Squadron has been like stopping other attempts at Operation Cinder. And then in Star Wars Battlefront, when you play the story mode, you have to destroy the the platforms and, and that sort of thing. So, yeah, it's uh, it was really cool. And it's like, ooh, are we going to see Inferno Squad? Yeah, and that, yeah, that was funny you said that. So, you asked me that. Yeah. Um, but, I, yeah, I did like the callbacks to other related material. And this is one of my favorite scenes in the entire series thus far yeah. of the Mandalorian because again I know you Bill Bird can get Bill Burr but he shows his depth of acting in this Absolutely. Scene. I, I think I, mean, I think this whole like the whole like section of the show here when he sees Hess and he's like oh I can't go in there that's my former commanding officer and it's 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 all for naught essentially because you know Hess doesn't recognize him um but then we get from that, we get the scene of, of Din going to the terminal. And, you know, he's been told you have to scan your face. And he tries to scan the mask. <laughs> to scan it. And then he takes the the mask off and, like, all of a sudden, like, has some kind of, like, like, and this isn't, like, a, a diss or anything, but has, like, some, like, sort of, like, temporary autism or something because um, he just can't function. 
you know, and he becomes I, like he he can't make eye contact. He's like, you know, he can function. Like, well, let me rephrase that. But he can't make eye contact. He's like, you know, he can't like speak. He can't like he's just like maybe he's maybe this is his shell shock is, you know, breathing in fresh air for a change. I think that's a, honestly 100 percent true. You think about, and again, the other only other time we saw him without his helmet, he was talking to a droid, so yeah. that doesn't count. But it's one of those things where you know you talk about people wearing different masks, and and in, in a figurative sense, you know, this is a very much a literal sense, and it's his. It's I, I honestly do think that he doesn't know how to function correctly without that helmet on, right? And and, and it showed to your point. It, it wasn't just that he was, you know, caught by an Imperial officer because I would hope as a bounty hunter, he could do a little bit of talking his way out of stuff, but it was, it was absolutely like he was a deer in headlights and did not know what to do. What's your name, son? Brown eyes. Brown eyes what? (laughs) Brown eyes Skywalker. (laughs) That's the best (laughs) meme. So I, I was so happy to send that to you. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It it was it was it was really interesting. Mayfield like blows that dude away out of uh, you know just and, sheer and, need to make the galaxy a better place. And and this is one of those examples because I I could really talk about the this whole show. I could talk about that one scene just because it's kind of that example of you know I you know I mentioned the the troops are cannon fodder, and when you have people like. Uh, Hess who don't give a damn you know there are some there are a lot of leaders that you know they will send their troops into harm's way oh yeah but they but they hate doing it yeah this guy says well it was for you know they're all heroes of the empire now Mm -hmm. and he was the most insincere son of a bitch you'll see yep but when he tells him that you know with this uh what is it called again Operation Cinder? No, the um, Rosadium or Redonium. Redonium. What what they can do with it? It honestly looked like Mayfield was going to throw up. Yeah. At that scene, like mm-hmm. just the look that crossed his face, like he just swallowed something so pungent that he wasn't going to be able to take another breath. And no. that was when I and I love the the eye contact he makes at one point with uh mando and mando does the shake of the head like please do not do this yeah yeah he realizes what uh what mayfield's about to do <laughs> so um no i thought that was a really cool scene i thought like i liked when when um when when mayfield looked at me goes i didn't see anything about his face and yeah um you know because everybody else is who saw his face is dead so um so yeah, so they start making their way to the roof. We get Fennec and we get uh or Frenic, sorry, and uh and and Cara Dune just picking stormtroopers off left and right <laughs> from that, that hill. It's um, like a little bit of duck hunt right there. Right? It was like it was yeah, kind of. And I, I liked the one stormtrooper who tried to reach out from the window to grab them and uh they got pushed back, and Mayfield just bent down and like shot him through the window. I thought that was a good move, um, but yeah. And then they get there, and then you know, Slave One comes in for the rescue. Uh, you know, they pick him up as they're flying away. Um, you know, Mayfield has to get something off of off of his chest. 
Yeah, and and he shows. You know, we've talked about him being a sharpshooter, and yeah, that was how he was introduced in the prisoner. And he makes a shot that's an incredible shot. And even when Finnick is, she just kind of looks, you know, kind of taken aback and says, "Nice shot." Yeah, and Kara so Dunes. Even she, yeah, 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 and Kara Dunes' ovaries literally exploded at that moment. <laughs> that's when she made her decision about. Which, what, you know, about, as we get to the about end. About having a baby with Mayfield. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Gina Carano would break Bill Burr in half. <laughs> yeah, I, I just love That would be love 100% her. death by Snooze New. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, all right, so I, I have another nitpick. I have another nitpick here. Where did all the windows come from on the inside of Slave One? I... I don't know. So I, I, it's like the TARDIS is bigger on the inside. There's like windows that see sunlight that have no business being there. I don't know. It was it was very interesting. I'm very interested to understand like the internal workings of Slave One. I, yeah, I did like the and I didn't notice this the first time because I was watching it on my phone like Saturday morning <laughs> right before we went to Disney or Universal. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, there were some stuff watching it the second time I missed like from a visual standpoint and i didn't realize that like when they take off the first time in the slave one you see the rotation of the i guess the passenger section yeah. of slave one which i thought was really cool that was really neat so yeah uh heads up don't try to watch stuff like this on your phone <laughs> i typically so like i uh you know i've been the, so the dog has been waking me up at 3 a.m every day to go out um, so on Fridays, that's great because I just watch The Mandalorian and then go back to bed um, and then wake up at 530. Um, and then I will put it back on on the on the when I'm on the elliptical at the gym, <laughs> like do my warm up. <laughs> I'll watch like the first half and then I'll watch the second half like while I'm doing my cool down. Um, but yeah, it, like I couldn't imagine only watching this episode on the phone and then having to wait a few days to like really watch it. <laughs> yeah, I was just too excited. I was like, I can't, I can't not watch this. Yeah, I purposely and... didn't text you because I didn't know if you were gonna have a chance to watch it or anything. And like, you know, like I kept all my texts to how are, how is Disney going and in, in, in memes. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna try to watch it on Friday when we got back, and I was like, no, there's no way. It's just done. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, a day at the park is is does that. Um, okay, so the episode ends with uh, them letting Mayfield go. Um, cause he died in the, the Rhydonium explosion, um, Rip Mayfield. which yeah, Rip Mayfeld. That was a great scene. That was really funny. Cause he's like, are you, are you serious? I'll, I'm walking away. Um, I'll, I'll go cause I'll, I, w- I will. <laughs> so I wonder if he's going to be on the Rangers or Raiders or Rangers of the new Republic or whatever it's called. I really hope they bring him back. I think that would be um, really cool. Yeah, I just, I mean, because, again, I, we both love Bill Burr, mm-hmm. and I loved him for being sort of Bill Burr in The Prisoner, mm-hmm. but this, you know, this episode made me love his character. Yeah. So, you know, there's, that's, you know, now there, it's not just because he's Bill Burr, but it's because Mayfield is... They fleshed him out. A, they, like, yes. gave him that second and, and even a little bit of a third dimension there. Yeah, and he's he's a very interesting character now, and I I really hope that they use him, you know, they take advantage of that, and I think they will because 
I mean, like I said, uh, Favreau and Filoni and, you know, this whole what we're seeing right now with the Star Wars live action. It seems like they know what they're doing. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I have faith in these guys and, you know, in these great directors, male, you know, men and women. So I I have faith that they'll do do good, do right by Mayfield. Yeah. And then as as he walks away, Kara looks at, at Mando and says, now what? And then we oh, we yes. get sent to the the light cruiser, um, and <laughs> Dinjarin has a message for for Moff Gideon. That was absolute perfect how they had him. Yeah, respond. Yeah, I mean it, he just echoed the same speech from the end of the penultimate episode of season one that Gideon gave all of them. Which this is the penultimate episode of season I know. two. And I do believe <laughs> like Gideon was wearing his brown pants. <laughs> because if he wasn't, he should have been. Um, <laughs> so I I don't think they're uh, so one, this is the first episode without Grogu. Um yeah. which, you know, was sad. I m- I missed that little green bastard. Um little, you mean the little green guy? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, yeah. I love how Mayfield yeah. like the so, little green guy. The little, you're a little green guy. So, um, but yeah. So, so I think I think this is did a great job setting up what is gonna have to be a cliffhanger. Obviously, like I, I don't think we're gonna get a, a 59 minute episode of The Mandalorian um, this Friday. I, I have no idea. I mean, I could be wrong, but like they knew there was a season three going in. So ending on a cliffhanger is not a dangerous thing for them to do. Right. Yeah. I And I think with how much we have going on in the world of the Mandalorian right now, I think a cliffhanger would be what we should get. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then we have to wait 53 weeks for the next episode. Way to be a downer, man. <laughs> I've been pointing that out to everybody. They're like, I can't wait. Jeez. I'm like, yeah, like we have one more episode. Then we have to wait 53 weeks. We have a whole other year because they said it's coming out on the week of Christmas. So, man, you just. I know. Sorry, man. I had to, uh, I had to uh, <sighs> pee in your porridge. Yeah. I, I, what, I guess I guess I could say at least we have the expanse, but it's still not the Mandalorian. I mean, it's different, obviously. But yeah. But there's a lot of good stuff that's going to be on. I mean, we got Wandavision there. coming up. We've got the Expanse. We've got Cap, uh, Cap, the Winter, uh, the Falcon Winter, and the Winter yeah. Soldier. That's like January fifteenth, or oh no, yeah, that's right, that's March. This is March. So no, yeah, Wandavision uh, is January fifteenth, and then I believe Loki is in May. Yeah, I, so. I don't know if they it was that was a hundred percent, but but yeah. So anyway, all right. So just to keep this brief, you know, uh, this was a really good episode. I think it did a great job setting up for the finale. It was not filler at all. Um, I'm excited to see where they go. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. Um, and, and again, as you mentioned, I'm a little bittersweet now for next week. <laughs> Sorry. Because, <sighs> My bad. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you're bad. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I thought I really enjoyed this episode. Mm-hmm. And I've really, really enjoyed this season as a whole. Yeah. So I can't wait to, to talk about the rest of this on Friday. So Yes. All right. Well, uh, we will be back on Sunday with our next episode. And just a heads up, 
Um, we're gonna do we're gonna do another bonus episode next week with episodes two and three of the Expanse because they're putting three episodes out at once uh, to start, just like they did with the boys. But again, because the Mandalorian and because of the season premiere of the Expanse, we're, we don't want to just jam everything in at once. Yeah. So. Yeah, this week, all this week is going to be fun. Dude, I can't wait. Anyway, uh, hopefully they, they it's up on Tuesday night. <laughs> so One can hope. Yeah. All right. On that note, we will talk to you guys later. Have a good one. Peace out. Bye. The Infest Podcast is recorded in Kings Mills, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati, with new episodes out every Sunday. You can find more information about the show online at infamouspodcast.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at infamouspodcast. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, or your favorite podcasting app. If you're enjoying the show, consider giving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash infamouspodcast for our new tiers and rewards. The Infamous Podcast is hosted and produced by me, Brian Tudor, with music provided by Michael Henry from meetmichaelhenry.com. You can find me on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as at Brian Tudor. So whenever you're listening to the show, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever it is, and we'll see you next time.